So the big question is this, how do young men like us, who didn't listen to society, who are on our own, how do we grow and improve ourselves so that we can live a better tomorrow? That is the question, and this show will give you the answers. My name is James Radzinski, and welcome to The Ascend Momentum Show. Welcome back, welcome back. All right. So, if you guys have been keeping up, I'm in Florida. Today is my first day in Florida, and it's actually amazing. So, there's a lot of things that could have gone wrong, and I want to hit you with the first lesson for today. Just do not plan. Don't have, like, don't hold a strong grip of control. Our minds have a tendency to have a strong grip of control. And this actually is really bad. So there are many instances when throughout the day we actually could have, we could have, here, actually, let me just start over. So let's just, I'm just going to tell the whole story. So this morning I woke up at, 2 15 a.m the first like there's many things that could have gone wrong with that in the first place i woke up at 2 15 a.m did my morning routine and then left to go pick up my friend franklin and my mom was driving us and then she drove us to the airport and then once we got to the airport since I have no idea what I'm doing at the airport. I've never been, I've never flown by myself before. So I was at the, literally the first station where you print your boarding pass and get your checked bag checked. I like asked the people beside me for help and they helped me, but the lady took my boarding pass on accident and I didn't even realize it. And then like her husband came back like a few moments later and like returned it and said it was an accident. So that could have gone wrong. That could have ruined the entire trip. I didn't even realize that that happened. And then that happened. And then I didn't even know how to like tape. There a lot, a lot, a lot of things I didn't know how to do. But flash forward, we went through security and we didn't want to go through the like the scanner thing so we actually got patted down and said and that took like 50 minutes we had to wait like for like 50 minutes before we could even get into the terminal and then my friend like lost his id like he put it through the machine and then he just lost it and so that could have gone terribly wrong and then we just found it just like that. And then once we went through that, we were walking the wrong direction, but then we just went back and went to the correct terminal and the correct gate. And once we got on the plane, it was all good. And we had no idea. Once we landed in Florida, we had no idea how to like where the bags were, but we just kept on moving one foot forward in front of the other. And throughout this whole time, we were like devising little mini plans on what to do once we got our bags, but we decided not to plan and not to hold a grip of control and just go with the flow and keep placing one step in front of the other. And that is exactly what I've been talking about. And this is exactly what I'm learning in Transurfing. I want to I go back to this metaphor that I actually used to talk about I had an entire episode about it. It's like life is just a forest. I think that's the title. But pretty much when you're in life, you're literally just in a forest and it's a massive forest and it's pitch black. <clears throat> There's no light. <clears throat> and then when, okay, so you're just standing in the middle of, in the middle of a dark forest and you're given a torch and this torch lights up literally like one meter around you. So you cannot even see anything except for within one foot in front of you. So you can place one step 
but you can't see two steps down the line. And that's basically what we were doing this morning on the, just like all day we were doing this. So we were, um, once we landed in Florida, we initially started devising a plan on what we should do. Cause we had a few things on our bucket list that we needed to do. Like we had to go register for funnel hacking life. We had to go to the hotel, drop off our bags. We had to go to Costco and get some food. Like we had to do a, a few different things, but we remembered the transurfing principles and we just decided to drop the plan and just keep going with the flow and just place one foot in front of the other. Like you cannot see one foot in front of you. You can only see like how whatever is lit up by your torch when you're walking through that forest. You can't see the massive waterfall just to your right. You may be able to hear it through seeing different signs. Like throughout life, signs occur that show if you're moving in the right direction or not. And let's say your goal, like for example, my goal was to have like one of the attributes to my goal um, over summer a couple months ago was to have a, a really nice car. That was just an attribute to my goal. It's just a, a side piece. And so I was like moving towards my goal over summer visualizing. And I actually remember this one experience very vividly. And I actually think that I talked about it on like my early episodes, probably like 15 to 21 around either in that range of episodes. I was at Berry Park with my friend Franklin and we were both meditating, just laying in the grass. And it was a really sunny day. It was amazing. And I got into a super deep meditation. And I can't really recall if I was visualizing the goal or not. But after that, after that meditation, I got up and there was a very massive sign. So I got up and I just started like looking at the world. And I wasn't really looking for anything particular. I was just kind of like looking, just like observing. And then I kind of had this like urge to look to the left. So I looked to the left and I saw this, I saw this like really nice car driving down the street. And mind you, this street was the type of street you would not want to drive a car, a really nice car on. Like this street is like a broken down street with like potholes and all kinds of things. I would not want to drive uh, my own like nice car on that street. And so I like saw that car and I just like quickly tapped my friend on the shoulder and I like he looked at it and I was like, there it is. And I just remember like that's a sign. So going back to the metaphor of life is just a dark forest. You can only see one foot in front of you. Like you can only see whatever is lit up by your torch, but you may be able to hear like that, that waterfall. If your goal is to get to the waterfall, to like have a drink or have a swim in the waterfall, if that's your goal, then you may be able to hear the waterfall through certain signs. And an example of the sign was that car that I saw. But this all relates because we had no idea like the logistics around our trip to Florida. And this morning, like we had, we were just like completely blind. We were just walking in the dark forest. We could only know what to do next. And that's what we did. We just walked, kept on moving forward and everything worked out perfectly. Like literally everything worked out perfectly. And if something initially didn't work out perfectly, we kind of just like allowed it to happen and then it like fixed itself on its own. So in a, another example is I actually am not sure. Okay. There is one example that I would share, but I'm not going to share it right now. So I'm going to actually, I'm going to share it. Yeah, I will share it. So no, before I share that one, I'm going to share this one. So we, after we were at the airport, we picked up our bag and we didn't really know what to do. So we just decided to go to the hotel 
It just like that was just the first thing that came up. We were gonna go to the hotel and drop off our bags because it was at like ten in the morning and check in wasn't until four in the afternoon. So we like according to our check in time, we probably wouldn't have been able to actually get to our hotel room, but we were just gonna drop off our bags. And so we got an Uber all the way to the hotel. And I remember we were in the Uber ride and my friend was like talking to the Uber because we really liked the Uber driver. He was really nice and like a very, just producing very good vibes all around. And so naturally, like my friend wanted to have him again as a driver. So we were like, oh, we're just going to drop off our bags. Like, could you wait for us? But then... Um, we both agreed on that and then we became conscious of that's another plan and we should just let the Uber driver go off on his own and not have to wait for us just in case. And also that's a plan. And we didn't know, we didn't like, that was just our mind creating that plan. So that would be akin to if we were in a dark forest and we were completely blind and we created a plan that there would be a rock on the right, a bush on the left, and like a waterfall straight ahead. Like that would be ridiculous to plan that, wouldn't it? Like you don't know what's actually there. But if you just like self-importantly said, oh, I can see this dark forest. I can only see literally one foot in front of me. But I plan for there to be a waterfall 20 feet ahead of me and then before I get to the waterfall I'm gonna step up on a few rocks and then there's gonna be a tree like that would be ridiculous to plan out how the forest would be structured when the forest has already been prepared like it's just ridiculous and that's just one of the habits that we're slowly but surely getting over and we keep on reminding ourselves that today and I'm sure that many times in the future that will be happen but this isn't even like the whole part where another thing could have gone wrong. So for context, me and my friend are, I'm 18, my friend is 17. And for context, we are very familiar with a general rule around hotels. Like hotels, you're allowed to be in a hotel room if you're under 18, but you can't check into a hotel room unless you're 21 or older. So you have to be 21 or older to be able to check into a hotel room. Now we were very aware of that, booking our hotels, and there were two hotels, like we were originally gonna book a hotel across the street from where the convention, the Funnel Hacking Live is actually gonna be at. But then right when I was going to check out and confirm the purchase, it said you have to be 21 to check in. and so that didn't work and then we were gonna actually uh we were gonna actually stay at the world center orlando mary world center which is where the convention is we were gonna actually stay there but like we saw that same thing again and actually just the other day i was talking to my sister and she she was like where are you guys gonna stay like are you gonna stay at an airbnb or what and i was like no we're gonna stay at a like a hotel and she was she was like shocked and she was like well you guys can't do that because you're not 21 you have to be 21 to like check into a hotel and so I was like well this one is not like that because I found like literally a month ago I found a hotel that was like probably like a 20 minute walk away from the event I found a hotel that and I called them and they said, you can be 18 to check in, which is, I was like amazed. And this hotel, so I like the only reason why I stayed at this hotel is because it's the only place where you, you can check in below 21, that, that below the age of 21. That was the only reason. And actually a couple days after, like literally like a day after I actually purchased the hotel room because I prepaid. So I actually paid $900 right at that time to, to reserve the hotel room. 
And actually, uh, a day after I did that, before the like cancellation period was over, I actually went to cancel the room. And I actually did cancel the room. And I went to the other website, the Marriott World Center website. And I actually went to go buy it. And then I started to buy the room. And I got like this feeling and I was like, oh, wow. Good thing I didn't buy it because that's the whole reason why I didn't go to that like that um hotel in the first place was because I wasn't 21 years old. So that would have that was another thing that could have ended badly, but I went back to this hotel reservation, which the only reason why we're staying here originally is because this is the only place where we can check in on our own. So going back to the story of we got a ride to the hotel and we got into the hotel to start checking in at like 10:30 in the morning and what happened was i started to check in and i was a little nervous that i wasn't going to be able to check in because i wasn't 21 but i was able to check in and our room was ready and i was aware of what our room looked like but i i was kind of like skeptical because it seemed a little too good to be true. And so we got, we literally got driven to our room because it's not like a normal hotel. It is literally like an entire resort. It's like an, like my friend Franklin said today while we were driving around, he said it's, a, it's literally a village. Like imagine three different like towns of a, probably like hundreds of different villas like all different houses and like apartment kind of things like literally a town and so we went we got taken to our place and we went in and we were amazed we had an entire kitchen and so we were able to have a fridge and a stove which is huge because we're trying to actually cook for ourselves like eat for ourselves we're trying to actually like stay healthy while we're here and not like go out to eat and eat bad food. So that was like a big thing. And like that's another way that we didn't have a plan. Like this wasn't a part of our original plan to go to Funnel Hacking Live, but the world is taking care of us because we kept on reminding ourselves like the world is taking care of us. Like we have this amazing room and actually we have, there's two bedrooms. So like this, it's like a, it's literally an apartment kind of like, like we, we go, we enter into the door and there's a kitchen and then there is literally like a couch. It's like a living room. And then there is like an outdoor patio kind of thing with a screened in porch that looks straight into a, a lake, like a little pond that has like animals inside of it, like uh, birds and like whatever. They're, like There's like animals floating around in the water, which is awesome. The trees outside, like the landscaping is amazing. And then we have two bathrooms, both with showers. And then there's two bedrooms. So there's one like master bedroom, which Franklin's staying in. And then there's one like twin bedroom with two twin beds which i'm staying in it's amazing and another little tiny thing is since i go to bed we go to bed like before sun goes down and so our rooms are like especially kitted with blackout curtains so we can have like complete darkness in our rooms these rooms have blackout curtains like everything is turning out so amazing because we sent in our order to the world and we released our grip of control and we stopped planning. Like don't plan for things. Don't plan things. Now, yes, you don't take it absolutely literally because there were times when we were literally like walking in the wrong direction outside and we had to like check the phone like that's some, like those little things, like plan for that. Like if you're walking in the absolute wrong direction, going to a location, you should probably make a plan to turn around. Like that's literally what I was saying to my friend today. But like all around, don't plan for things to happen. Like don't plan, oh, I'm going to do this and then this and then this and then this. And 
even while I'm saying that, I'm becoming conscious of the fact that I like literally yesterday's episode, I was planning about all the different books that I was going to read, which yes, I think that it's fine to plan out your books, but that's why I'm also conscious of the fact that things may change during this event because it's just like literally day zero. We like, we haven't even, we haven't even experienced funnel hacking live, but like our worldviews are radically changing already simply because we're literally practicing transferring principles. Like literally like two months ago, this idea came into fruition and we were like, we decided that we were going to go. And we were just talking about how we were literally like walking shirtless and barefoot down the road in Florida through the grass today in the like hot, humid, sunny weather, shirtless and barefoot, two dudes walking down the highway on the way to the, the world center where the, the event is taking place for registration. And we were doing that and we were just thinking like, man, it was 11. It was like, it was probably like 12 o'clock at that time. We were like, man, transurfing absolutely changes, changed our lives because literally we started transurfing and now we're in Florida. And if like, what would we have been doing? Like I literally said, we like right now we would be sitting in fourth period talking to our teacher sitting in a chair in a classroom like that would that's what we would be doing but now we're in florida like that's so amazing how like transurfing actually works and this is like my first taste of it actually working because we are literally in florida and i'm not even gonna lie we're living like the best case scenario as well like we were prepared when we were planning this event, we were actually talking about like buying hammocks and setting up a hammock on a tree and literally sleeping outside. Like we were prepared to do that, but we just released our grip of control and kept on placing one foot in front of the other. And the world is literally taking care of us so much more than we could have ever hoped or imagined. Like we are sitting in a hotel room. Like right now I'm literally sitting on the floor in a very nice ho like not even a hotel room it's like a villa like it's a villa i don't even know what a villa is and i'm sitting in a villa and another thing is i was worried that i wasn't gonna be able to podcast but my friend is extremely generous and allowed me to use his computer for an entire hour so that's amazing but like i want to talk about we were walking to like we literally spent probably like 40 minutes to an hour walking around today, barefoot and shirtless, just two dudes walking through Florida, barefoot and shirtless. And we walked like a couple miles all the way to the world center. And it was amazing. Like we were like, we got there and I was really nervous that I was going to have like smell like my shirt was going to smell because my, I usually have bad body odor, but since we were shirtless walking there, my shirt did not smell at all. And that's like one thing that doesn't even matter, but we got there and we got into the registration. Now there was one thing we were nervous about, and I'm not even sure if I should be saying this right now. I think it's fine because this episode will post like a day after, or like literally like two or three days after the last day of the event. So I think it's fine, but we were actually nervous because my friend is not 18 and you have to be 18 or else you have to have your parent with you to be able to get into Funnel Hacking Live. And we were aware of that, but we just decided to come anyways. And so we like got to the entrance and to be honest i don't know i can't speak for franklin on this part but once we got to the like the registration area i was like so excited and i completely forgot about the fact that franklin was not gonna like he he was not 18 so i forgot about that fact and so the guy and we we're just two dudes that look pretty young so the dude was like 
oh, are you like, how old are like, are you guys under 18? Because there was a guy who was 17 years old who came and had to wait for his, like his parents to let him come because you have to be accompanied by an adult. And I was like, I'm, I'm 18. I'm good. And then my friend was like, he's 18 as well. And so we just walked in and like the dude was like, nice. Like he didn't even question it. That's another, another example of the world taking care of us. Like we placed our order into the world and there was some actual like barriers that seemed pretty real to our mind, but the world was like, no, that's not real. It's like, like the world just took care of it for us. And so we got in and it was amazing. We were, we got like our, we printed out our, um, badges. And that's another thing. My friend bought both of the tickets. So he bought my ticket as well as his. And I was really worried that I wasn't going to be able to like get in because he used my personal email, which was fine. But I was worried because I never received any emails on that email on that email account regarding Funnel Hacking Live. Like I never received any emails regarding that until literally like three days ago when I got an actual email uh, regarding Funnel Hacking Live. So I was a little bit like not, I was a little bit, um, what's the word? Like I was like, my nerves were a little bit eased, but like it was a moment of truth when I had to type in my name and like my my full name into the like printer basically to print out my badge. And I was nervous because I was typing out my name and it was not showing up. And then I literally finished like half of the name, like most of my, I finished my full first name. I was typing J A M E S space. And I was looking at the options, no James Radzinski. And then I was saying, R A D. And I looked at the options. No, like my name was not there. And I was like a little bit nervous. And I, and I just like eased my nerves. And then I was, I finished typing my name and I looked at it. My name was right there. And I was like, let's go. And I was looking at my friend as well, because I was aware of the fact that we just got in, even though he was not set, he was not 18. And I was aware of that fact. And I was looking over at him and he was printing out his as well, which was an amazing thing. So we both printed out our like badges and there's another thing. So I'm like introverted and I get like nervous talking like to people and I I don't really have like that great social skills. And so I was like nervous. Like the one thing that I'm nervous about is the networking at this event. And so we like went over to get like our bag of goodies, which is just like a t-shirt, some socks, like, and like a schedule of the entire conference. So we grabbed that. And then we were like passing by this one guy who had like a cool backpack that my friend commented on. And we were just brought into a networking talk. And so we were just talking to him and Turns out that he was actually talking to another dude. So we kind of interrupted, but we got added into the conversation and then we kind of got excluded in the conversation. So we were basically just observing this, this networking like action happening in front of us of these two dudes who just met. And this one guy had like this tea company. He was selling like tea. And then this other guy had connections so they were talking to each other and this one dude literally set this other guy up with a bunch of connections, like providers, like so like, I don't even remember what, what it was, but literally just from a simple conversation, this one guy got set up with so much stuff and you could tell that this guy was excited. So I hadn't realized how valuable networking was until that literally, I just watched it in front of my very eyes and then we just walked around and we met like we bought uh hats uh click funnels hats which are very minimalist in their branding for that specific hat which is why we bought it and then we went to okay okay yeah so we got an uber to go to costco and 
we were able to get into Costco. Now, let me tell you one thing. Dates that still have their pits in, because usually I get like the dates that they have in at Costco at my house are always pitted. And so they're like dry sometimes. But let me tell you one thing. Dates that have not been pitted, like seeded dates straight off the tree, those are the best things ever. Like they taste so good. But that's a side note. Like I want like another. Okay, so the today's biggest lessons is release your grip of control like literally allow the world to deal with things for yourself, for you, allow the world to take care of you and just move one step in front of the other. Like, cause you can't see past one meter, like past your torch. Like you can't see that far into the forest. And also don't plan things. Like it's ridiculous if you're sitting in a, in darkness and you plan for there to be like a caterpillar there a frog there. Like that would be ridiculous if you just planned for things to happen like that. And there was one more, oh, one more thing. Just do it. Like we, we, okay, so we actually, both me and Franklin, when we were first like coming up with the idea of going to Funnel Hacking Live, we both had like our, our doubts and we both, we're kind of like, naturally we were both a little nervous and we both didn't really want to take the leap of faith, but that's it. Take the leap of faith because you're living in a life that is just average. Like my life, even now, my life is simply just average. So you have to do crazy things if you want your life to get amazing. Like we took the leap of faith and now we're in Florida we haven't even gotten the actual benefits from coming here, like going into the event. And we've already like, it's already going amazing. Already going amazing. So take the leap of faith. If you want your your life to turn itself upside down, if you want your life to switch on itself, if you want to go in a different direction in life, take the leap of faith. Like there is so much like, social, mental, or whatever the force may be. But there's like this force that is actually like tugging on me and Franklin. Now, we are students. We are like literally the end product of the American education system. So we are just sitting. We, were, we spent our entire life getting forged by the pendulum of the American system. American education system. So our worldview, our brain, our mindset was getting forged and shaped and morphed into a tiny little, tiny little speck of what it should be. Like the, there's this one thing where the chosen ones choose themselves. Now, let me explain. We live in a world of pendulums. And these pendulums do not benefit from people like taking advantage of their full power. So humans by default have this amazing power to create. They create their own world layer and they actually can like get whatever they choose. And it's a little known fact because pendulums actually don't benefit from us like creating and living to our most optimal like scenario we they don't benefit from us living like our best happy life but what they do benefit from us is us going in circles living in a tiny little box and constantly feeding its energy and becoming us a a wheel in the cog like becoming a part in the machine that's what the american education system does they don't teach you how to be rich they don't teach you how to create a life of your dreams. They don't even teach you how to buy a house, how to get a job. They don't even teach you how to do anything except simple stuff. Or not even simple stuff, but stuff that is specifically curated to teach you. And it kind of, it just has the passive feature to morph your brain into this tiny little thing. That's why you learn like mem you memorize facts because our minds are not actually meant to be like like storage devices. They're sub they're meant to be 
much more than that. I don't remember what the other metaphor was, but what what the American education system does is it it basically forges you to be a cog in the machine. So it forges you to be a part of the system. And that's why you see everyone going through the system and then they end up living an um like miser like an average mediocre life working a 9 to 5 job for the rest of their lives for 40 years until they can possibly retire. Now, one thing I want to say, I want to be very clear on is do not judge because that's their choice. Everyone makes their own choice. Now, everyone makes a choice and they get exactly what they receive. Like they you receive exactly what you choose. So that's their choice and that's one thing I was struggling with when I first read The Millionaire Fastlane when I was learning about the system and like the slow lane and the uh, sidewalk. I was learning about that stuff and I was like like I was like very I was sending a lot of negative energy to these people, even though they, that's their choice. Let them live their life. Like one of the, like the principle of transurfing is allow, like be yourself and allow others to do them the same. So allow them to make their choices, but you were just a cog in the machine. And this, this leads to a lot of things. So we are like going back to what I was originally talking about, about how there's a lot of social forces and like other kind of supernatural forces pulling on me and Franklin, because we're like right at the end of the American education system. We're both seniors in high school. So we're about to be like the finished product before college, obviously. But basically we're, our worldview has been shaped all our lives. And so there's been a seed planted into our like brains, basically. And that's the reason why we were so like nervous and we like didn't really know if we should or didn't know what to do about going to Florida. Like we almost didn't pull the trigger. That's simply because the pendulums have morphed our minds and forged our worldview to become that like become a cog in the machine and cogs in the machine don't leave school they don't leave work to go on a five-day business conference across the country like cogs in the machine don't live their own lives cogs in the machine are not independent free-willed people who create their own world who love what they do cogs in the machine do exactly what they're told to do and they do the same thing over and over again if you have a i want you to picture like a bunch of like cogs spinning like i don't know what the word is but imagine like the the things how do i explain explain this circles a bunch of circles connected through like spikes kind of like that and they're like spinning together it's kind of like if you've seen the like a watch kind of where it like has cogs and they're spinning each other and then the small one spins the big one a little bit like cogs in the machine do exactly the same thing every single time all the time they only have one one thing on their mind and it's to do that action and what is that action you may ask it's exactly what the pendulum needs at that time so that's why people chase like false dreams all the time because the pendulum needs that and another thing is the cog is providing energy to the whole system. So that tiny little cog is moving itself a lot. It's like using a lot of energy, but it's moving the bigger one a little bit more. And then that bigger one is moving the bigger one a little bit more. And then it goes all the way up the line where eventually the whole system is moving. And that's because all the tiny little ones are fueling the entire system with all their energy. Now, how does this pertain to life? People stress out. They have doubts, fears, anxieties, worries, all the negative emotions, as well as chasing false dreams, false goals, chasing different, like going through the wrong path. And they're basically living their life according to the pendulum rule, do as I do. So uh, an, ex an excellent example of this is 
Michael Jordan. He is one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Now, when, okay, so he did not, he was not like instantly, he did not instantly become the greatest basketball player of all time. He chose to do that. He chose to get out on the court every single day and he allowed himself to become the best. Like you don't accidentally become the best. So he chose to do that through his thoughts and actions. And then eventually he got so good that the pendulum actually couldn't like hold him down any longer where the pendulum had no other choice but to light him up. So he would be basically became a star. There's a saying in transferring, stars are born, but pendulums light them up. This pendulum, like the NBA or the basketball pendulum, lit up Michael Jordan and basically created a new rule. Do as I do. So now the basketball pendulum collects a bunch of adherents. So all the little middle school boys, like elementary, like all the young teenager boys or even younger, like all the kids are basically adherents of this basketball pendulum. Now it's okay. Like that is fine. Like I'm an adherent of the gym pendulum. Like all pendulums are destructive, but you just have to find your pendulums that actually help you with your goals. Like my goal is to get a nice physique and the the gym pendulum helps me with that. So all of these kids, and I was actually an adherent of the soccer pendulum, and I still still kind of am. And like that's not a bad thing. So all these kids are adherents of the b- basketball pendulum. It just means that they play basketball, they enjoy basketball, they think about basketball. Nothing wrong with that. But what ha- what happens is that pendulum gains power, and it dis- like it starts to control its adherents, and it needs energy. So it basically implants a thought or this mindset into its parents' minds where it basically, they start thinking about, oh, this Michael Jordan guy, he's the real deal. Like, I should start doing what he does. And so these guys start to become like Michael Jordan Jr. or kid Michael Jordan. Like, all these guys start to replicate Michael Jordan and they want to become him. They basically want to become him. Now, this is extremely negative because this is a foreign goal. Like, you have your own path, and when you are going your own path, everything works out perfectly. But when you're chasing after a foreign goal and you're changing yourself, you're doing two things. One, you're creating a lot of problems for yourself because the world, like, this is not your path. This is someone else's path. And two... You're changing yourself. So you're basically putting your heart, your soul inside of a box and locking it, literally placing the box far down, far down into the depths of darkness and throwing away the lock. So you lose your individuality. You basically become someone else, or at least you try because you can never be better. And it's extremely difficult to even be as good. Like no one at the highest levels who've actually made it in basketball have tried to replicate other people. They went their own path. So what they did was they just followed their own heart and they went their own path. And that is like that going back to the school system, like the school needs cogs in the machine. So they say, do as I do, go to college, get a nine to five job. So that's why like... Average parents, they have a degree and they work a nine to five for their lives. And so they raise their kids according to the pendulum rule, do as I do. So the kids end up doing the same thing their parents did. They go to school, finish school, go to college, finish college, and then they get a degree, go find a job, and then they work there for the rest of their life. That's the do as I do. And so that is why it was so difficult for me and Franklin to actually make the decision, pull the trigger and go to Florida. Because when we were like originally thinking about it, that was, we were starting to find our own path. We were starting to go our own way, listen to our heart. But since our mind is heavily controlled by pendulums, the pendulum didn't want us to go our own way. The pendulum still want us to be cogs in the machine. And so we are literally just moving. We are, we're kind of like leaving the system, 
but that does not come without like backlash. So that was like the pendulum was still trying to hold us back. He was like, our minds were like, we were like nervous. Like we didn't, we had no idea what to even expect. And the pendulum, that was, that was all the pendulum's thoughts. And we're supposed to be amazing creators. Like another thing is according to your faith, be it onto you. That's a verse in scripture, like the Bible. And it basically means whatever, according to your worldview, like you get exactly what your worldview dictates and your worldview is heavily, heavily like morphed and formed by pendulums. Like I've been saying this whole episode now, pendulums were created by humans. Like humans start thinking about having like similar wave, like similar thinking. So if I'm thinking about bread and you're thinking about bread and then a thousand other people are thinking about bread, we create a bread pendulum. That's basically how pendulums are, are formed. And Vadim Zellin said that these are the worst things that humanity has ever created. And it like, I'm not sure if it was always like this because there has been some amazing feats in human history. Like, have you ever looked at the, the, the great pyramids of Egypt or like, they're like three pyramids perfectly perfectly aligned with the stars and they were made like thousands of years ago like that does not happen on accident like if you and i were to be placed like if okay so if all humans so okay so let's say let's say there was i'm just giving a random number for argument's sake let's say there was ten thousand people involved in the creation of the pyramids so those were 10,000 Egyptians, ancient Egyptians. So let's say 10,000 Amer- like average American citizens from the year 2023 got teleported back and replaced all those Egyptians. Let's just say that happened. Do you think that they would be able, do you think that me and you would be able to team up with like 9,998 other people and create the, like have the same success with creating the world pyramids. No, we would not because we are limited. Our world is so different to how it was thousands of years ago because now with the age of the internet, there are so many pendulums. So like our, like I grew up watching TV, playing video games, looking on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. I grew up all of this extremely destructive pendulums that never existed back in the day. Back in the day, like the only information out there was books. That is not nearly as a destructive pendulum as TikTok is. TikTok forms your brain and you're extremely limited in your worldview. And so that's why the Egyptians, the ancient Egyptians had so much success. Like the, first of all, they had like no equipment. So, and those stones to create the temple was massive. Like you cannot carry that stone. Like you have to have either equipment or some other force because you simply could not carry that stone without the modern equipment. So what these people did, I have no, like one of the books I actually plan on reading actually discusses and uncovers a lot of the truth surrounding the Egyptian temple, like the pyramids. So I'm not reading that yet, but I plan on reading that. <clears throat> but like, there's no way that me and you and 9,988, like 98 other people like you and I could go back and replace those workers and build this and have the same success building those pyramids because those pyramids were perfectly aligned with the stars. Like you and I could not go back in time and figure out how to perfectly align those with the stars. Like the scientists today to even figure out how accurate those pyramids were, they had to have sophisticated equipment, like extremely sophisticated equipment. They didn't like, they didn't just eyeball it. They actually like measured it and figured out that it was actually like perfect. And they didn't have that equipment back in the day. You know what they had? Outer intention. So outer intention is basically you 
controlling the world without direct impact. And what we're trying to do right now, okay, so outer intention is living in unity with the world. It's what I've been talking about throughout this episode of just going with the flow, allowing the world to take care of things. And, but there's a lot more to it. And I don't completely understand the concept yet, but those like those ancient Egyptians used outer intention 100%. And we, in our narrow, limited worldview, we use inner intention that is striving to direct, like impact the world directly. And that's why we have these sophisticated equipment. Like that's why the scientists today measured the accuracy of the, the Egyptian temples or pyramids with sophisticated equipment, because that's inner intention that is striving to direct the world directly. Now, let me get some water. All right, so this is this is this is a lot to unpack. Like I'm like starting to believe so much that the worldview is your most like your thoughts is the most important thing in your like in your life. Like you controlling your thoughts is the most important thing ever. Your thoughts dictate exactly like jesus came to the earth he said i'm pretty sure it was jesus who said this it was a scripture verse someone said according to your faith be it onto you according to your worldview like that is exactly the life you would get and our worldview has been taught exactly how it should be like your worldview is it did not happen on accident it was perfectly scripted and curated by pendulums. And so if you are not aware of your thoughts, a hundred percent guarantee is that your thoughts are uncontrolled. Like if you've never really noticed your thoughts, you have, your thoughts have been controlled and formed by pendulums. Pendulums basically think for you. And this is like, I'm not gonna, I'm no better. Like, I'm just learning about this stuff. I'm six months into learning this stuff and I've made good progress, but nowhere near where I want to be. And like from, okay. So when we are first born, we are born into a fresh canvas, like a fresh Google document. And then as we experience things more and more throughout our life, that like our worldview is typed up. And since we're in a world of pendulums, these pendulums basically take a, take a hold of the Google document and start typing narrow, like very narrow dialed in. And like the simple fact is back in ancient times, there was near, not nearly as much pendulums and they weren't nearly as destructive. But now there's a lot more pendulums and a lot more destruction. So that's why we're not able to achieve that much more. But literally, you get exactly what you choose. And honestly, I go so far to say that your worldview is the most important thing ever. That's why I'm spending so much time learning about this stuff. Because just from starting, just from changing my worldview a little bit, I'm in Florida now. Just from changing my worldview a little bit, my life is changing just a tiny little bit. Now I'm a little conscious of it. And that's another thing. Most people are not even aware of like, they're not even conscious about their thoughts. Like most people are kind of just letting their thoughts happen. They don't really take any particular notice or try to control them. And that's exactly how I was because that's like the reason, like the reason why I know that most people are like that is because that's exactly how I was. And their world reflects that. Like most people feel stuck. Most people are not living exactly how they actually want because their soul is trapped in a box and their soul is still part of them. So they're feeling that tension and it's all on purpose. Like this is like the whole system. There's uh, a guy in 
my school who actually last year I was in a class with him literally one year ago today. Um, first semester I was in a class with him and he was a big Andrew Tate fan. And so he was all about the matrix and he basically brought into my attention, the matrix. And mind you, at this time I was just learning about the matrix. I have just figured out the matrix or just like starting to uncover it because I was reading the book called unscripted by MJ DeMarco. And it basically like reveals that we're living in a matrix, but it it was a good introductory book to it, but after reading Transurfing and actually seeing this stuff in real life, I know that it's so much deeper than that. And it's actually interesting because the friend that introduced me to the Matrix, like he is a part of the Matrix as well. So am I. But it's all about your worldview. It's all about like how much you know. So we are a part of a matrix and I'm actually, I actually haven't watched that movie. I've only watched it once and it's been a while since I watched it. And I think I watched it before I read reality transurfing, but it was after I read unscripted. And it's funny because my friend who actually brought into my attention about the matrix, he was the one that caused me to watch the movie and I'm actually going to be watching the movie in school in one of my classes sometime in the coming future so i'll definitely be getting a lot of insights on that because in of itself watching a movie is harmful because i was talking about this the other day where when you're watching a movie you're basically hypnotized and your brain waves are actually like changed there's actually a change in your brain waves when you're watching a movie and you can tell like if you if a buddhist monk just came out of meditation after like a very disciplined year let's say okay no let's just say for one year you are extremely disciplined and you meditate like two hours every day and then you were to watch a movie after one year of that and you go back to your daily life you would be able to tell your focus and i actually was able to tell because i've been meditating for like three months consistently and I was able to tell after watching a movie a couple of weeks ago, like my mind, my thoughts were like uncontrolled and I was like losing control of my thoughts a lot more. But what Vadim Zellin said in Transurfing is that when you like, you can never gain a profit on an energy exchange through pendulums, like an energy exchange or uh, energy uh, debt would be like, alcohol, drugs, like all that stuff. But TV, like watching television is also another like energy on credit. You can never gain profit from it, but to kind of reduce the negative effects so much and kind of use the energy positively is while you're watching the movie, you link it back to your goals and you correlate it with transferring. And that's what I plan on doing with The Matrix. Every single time I see something relating to like transurfing and the transurfing principles and relating to my goal and relating to how I can achieve my goal, I'm going to be like thinking about it and um, watching the movie through that lens. And that's actually what I did with towards the end. Like I did this partially through this one movie. It was called Gattaca. And there was a few times throughout that movie when I was like thinking about the transurfing principles. For example, this one guy like did an absolutely amazing thing that was impossible and he achieved his goal that was seemingly impossible. Everyone knew it was impossible and everyone told him so, but he decided not to listen and he followed the transurfing principles impeccably and as a result, he achieved his goal. And so like I was conscious of that a little bit throughout the book or movie, mind you. I was mostly hypnotized. I was like hypnotized most of that movie, but I was able to be conscious of it a little bit. So that's like, that's basically, honestly, that was, today was a good episode because we talked about, let's, let's wrap up all the, let's wrap up all of the lessons. So don't, don't plan like, it's okay to plan certain things. Like we obviously planned to buy a, a hotel, but like don't plan super specific details. Don't create a strong script. Don't plan, go with the flow, allow deviations, 
Um, also, allow the world to take care of you. Allow the world. Like most people have a strangling grip on the world, and I, and I included still. I'm I'm slowly trying to make it better, but allow the world to fix things for or take care of you for you. And like your worldview is extremely important, probably like the most important thing, part of you. So that's the end of the episode. So to wrap things up, don't forget to download your favorite episodes and subscribe to the Ascend Momentum Show. But before you guys leave, make sure to look up at the sky.